everyone, and welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. My name is Jean Gallagher, and I'm excited to be here today. And through Discover Rising Tides, we actually talk with women business owners to understand their journey and the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. So I'm excited to introduce Denise Stigall and Healthy Living, Happy Life segment. And today we're talking about contentment or being content in where you are at, where you're at, and diving into the surprising pitfalls of feeling too content because sometimes the comfort zone is where dreams go to die. So let's talk about this. Where do we start? I know it's pretty rough to say that, right? You know, yeah. your comfort zone is where your dreams go to die. Oh my mm -hmm. God. <laughs> you know, like, all right, listen up, everyone. This is this is important, right? So when you know, as a healthy living coach, you know, I talk to people about living a healthy lifestyle. And part of that is mindset. Part of that is obviously eating and doing all the right things, all the healthy things that we know that we should, should, we should be doing. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to shoot on you there. But what I hear time, <laughs> I've been shoot on before <laughs> once or twice in life, right? Yeah. Um, what I hear too often with potential clients and even with clients before they get really into the, the meat of my program, um, Forever Wellness Lifestyle, is the phrase where they go, oh, I'm just content with, with the way I look. I'm content with my weight. I'm content with the way things are. So let me just kind of go and give the word content a definition. And essentially, when we say content, that means that things are absolutely perfect at this time, right now, right here. Perfect. However, we also know that nothing is ever perfect. That the one thing in life that is consistent is change. Mm -hmm. And if you're content, everything's perfect, everything is fine. That's the other word people say. Yeah, ladies, I know we say that a lot. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. Um, what happens with content is it really is, it keeps us stuck in the same place. Content is easy. Content is easy. Exactly. Content means we don't have to change. We don't have to think. We don't have to step into a comfort zone. We could just be what we are right now. And if that was the case, we would still be five years old. You know, I was very happy and content when I was five. I had a great little life. You know, mom and dad did the laundry. They did the, you know, the food prep. They did everything. I got a chance to run around outside and play. Hey, that was contentment, right? Everything was perfect because I was five. But as I got older, things had to change. And so that's where I feel when I'm working with, with my clients is when they get to this place where they feel they're content with the way they look, not to say that you shouldn't look in the mirror and be like, oh God, I got all these wrinkles and my hair is a mess, all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. But when we look in the mirror and we're overweight and going in a bigger direction as opposed to a thinner direction, like better way to say that, you know, um, going towards obesity instead of away from obesity or going away from health as opposed to closer to health. Maybe that's the better way to say it. So with content, 
And I had a conversation recently with somebody very near and dear to me who honestly needs to lose about 40 pounds. Now, it's not the number that's important, that number. What is important, however, is the BMI number. And I know some people are going to be freaking out at me like, no, Denise, the BMI is not perfect. Nothing is perfect. We said that a second ago. But with BMI, if you are above a certain number, whether it's you look at your weight, look at your BMI, you are moving to, away from health and towards sickness. Mm -hmm. So healthy living, happy life, what are we trying to do? I'm trying to help you move forward, uh, move towards health and away from illness, sickness, disease, all of those things. So when we're, when I had this conversation with this person and she said that she was content with the way she was, you know, my husband's gained some weight too. And, you know, he likes the way I look. I don't feel bad. I feel fine. There's that word, that other word, fine. Mm -hmm. And yes, she may feel fine. She may actually not know that she doesn't feel good because she's felt the same way for she's a long time. She's used to it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the fact that she's content with the way she, her weight as it is, is frightening because if she doesn't make any changes, she will continue to gain weight. Um, we know it's harder as we get older. Mm -hmm. You know, the last couple of years, you know, from the time I turned 50 to 52, you know, I've been struggling with like 10 pounds that just kind of popped, you know, popped there. And I'm like, hey, this is new. <laughs> but I'm aware of it. I am not content with the fact that it's there. So I have had to make changes to my diet, to my exercise, to my sleeping patterns in order to move beyond content. And some of the challenges, of course, with content, what does content lead to? Um, lack of motivation. Mm -hmm. When it comes to your health, if you're not motivated to, uh, work toward a positive um, attitude towards your health, again, you're working, you're going in the wrong direction. Um, it also helps you from kind of reaching those dreams. We said that a second ago to, to open this segment, you know, um, content is that, you know, being comfort, being in your comfort zone kind of is where dreams go to die. Now, when I was a kid, all through high school and college, I was an athlete. Now, were my aspirations to be in the Olympics? No, not necessarily. But my aspirations was to look like an athlete and to be able to perform as best as I can at my best level. And I was always achieving. So if I'm content with, eh, all of a sudden I'm not, um, I'm not striving. I'm not moving forward. I'm not changing. And change again is that one consistent thing in life life in so much of life happens, right? Mm -hmm. So as you were talking about when you are in school and you're, you're achieving, you're wanting to be better. And then as we work through high school to college or beginning careers, we're always thinking about how can I do this better and willing to put ourselves out there. But after a while, what becomes difficult Maybe I'm just talking about myself here, but I don't think so. But what becomes difficult is that if there has been failure or something that hasn't gone well, or maybe we're just tired or afraid to put ourselves to do the work and say we're going to do something in case it doesn't follow through, we become gun shy for those what seem to be really difficult achievements. Absolutely. And, you know, specifically when we're talking about our health, you know, how many women 
ladies, you, I, I, ladies that are listening, I know the answer to this. I'm just going to put this out there rhetorically. How many of you us have been on a diet or two or five or 10? So the diet culture has really um, changed our mindset and really kind of really when it comes to motivation, being on a diet isn't motivating. It's restricting. And I think you're right when it's hard, you know, being on a diet, if you want to lose weight, oh, we got to be on a diet. We have to have this restrictive diet. No, we can't eat this, but we should eat that. That is absolutely where uh, I feel in the health world, where our motivation and being content um, kind of begins getting stuck in that comfort zone because we've tried those diets and they don't work or they work you know, temporarily, we, you know, go crazy for six weeks and we don't eat anything, but, you know, grapefruit and water. Um, and yeah, exactly. We lose the weight. And then all of a sudden the six weeks is over and you go, okay, I've re reached this weight that this number that I was striving for. And now you stop the diet and go back to eating on a, a regular of the regular way you or the normal way you were eating and of course the weight comes back plus more plus more that's usually what happens yeah so yes the this this whole diet culture has really um is really a challenge for our motivation when it comes to um being in you know living in a healthy lifestyle living in a healthy body you know we can only do so much you know there's always genetics and you know, sometimes, you know, we're dealt a nasty card when it comes to our health. You know, things just happen. You can do all of the things right and still, you know, get sick somehow. I think too, you know, so we, in the Twitter world of 140 characters, when it used to be 140 characters, right? So, or when it used to be Twitter for that matter. <laughs> X. Yeah, it's, everything, things have changed. We want it, we, we don't, aren't really willing to work for things. We want the one answer that's going to be the band-aid and fix it all. I noticed that, you know, I've been working through some muscle issues. And so you do searches and you get all these videos and they say, well, this is the one thing you could do to fix this. So everybody's looking for the one thing rather than how do I, how can I vision myself and how am I willing to work through this challenge? Because if the one thing doesn't work, we're not going to do it. And then we, we just want that fix. Absolutely. And that's really what, why um, people go to supplementation, like they go to these funky supplements or, mm -hmm. you know, they go to the doctor and they want a prescription or, you know, something crazy. Um, and, and again, that's, you know, that is really, you know, it fuels itself, you know, there, you know, this supplement says that it's going to do all of these great things for you. Um, and this, you know, this uh, liver cleanse will do X, Y, Z, and you'll lose 20 pounds. All of these things are quick, what we think are quick fixes, they're easy, but none of them actually work. There may be some science behind it, but the percentage of weight people have lost is so small. Mm -hmm. And what tends to happen too with, with these, um, with I, I, I'm picking on supplementation, um, supplements, um, is they're like, oh, well, this one didn't work, but you know what? This one's only $20 a month. I'll try that one. And so we're, we're, we're kind of getting, again, we get into this cycle of kind of, we're kind of trying to do something, but we're not really motivated to do the, the actual thing that's going to work. The hard work. The hard work. 
because we, you, you have to you have to go through change mm -hmm. and you're if you want to have this different situation at the end of end of the trip you are going to be a different person you're going to have different habits and working through and changing the habits is just hard it's like slogging through the mud and it can be discouraging and it's like setting goals for anything that's going you're going to have that excited period the honeymoon period and I talk to people about this when they're setting financial goals. There's a honeymoon period and you're all excited and then you derail yourself and then, well, this isn't going to work. So somehow you have to pick yourself back up and put yourself back on that wagon again and just work through the hard parts. Right. And this is exactly where working with a coach or a planner mm -hmm. makes sense. Accountability. Exactly. The accountability, the support. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's the conversation, you know, you could be stuck for about some, something could be, you know, kind of sticky in your mindset and it could just be the simplest thing. And you go mm -hmm. have a conversation with a, with a coach or a planner and you go, okay. And then you can move forward. Mm -hmm. So I really believe that, you know, none of us, you know, none of us were here or on this planet to be alone. You know, we, we grew up or, you know, humanity started in tribes, right? We're, we're tribal. We're meant to love and support and care and, and and uplift each other. And that, especially when it comes to changing habits, healthy habits and, and creating new ones, you know, getting rid of the not so healthy habits and replace them with the healthy habits. You need support mm -hmm. and being content is an excuse to stay in the same place as you are right this moment. Mm. Yeah. Can you say that again? Being content is an excuse to stay in the same exact place where you are today. That's yes, the excuse. There's always an excuse. Reason and excuse are two different things. There's never and there's never a reason why we can't eat healthier, why we can't eat uh, move more, mm -hmm. why we can't have better sleep habits, better mindset uh, practice, gratitude practice. There's absolutely no reason. We can have lots of excuses though. And content is truly the biggest excuse I have seen across the board with clients. Mm, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And so we're make, don't make a list of, actually, I would, I would encourage people to do this, to write down when you are thinking about it's not worth the work. What are mm -hmm. the excuses? Recognize those. And maybe, maybe something will come up from that journaling process. I love it. I think that's perfect. And again, you know, we're talking today, we're talking about health and healthy habits. Content absolutely um, trickles into other aspects of life too. And we'll definitely touch We're going to talk about that too. I'm excited. Thanks so much, Denise. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hi everyone. I'm Denise Stiegel. I am the healthy lifestyle coach or the healthy living liaison, uh, and curator, curator at livinghealthylist.com. And I'm really excited today about my recent conversation with my friend, Jean Gallagher. Jean is a financial advisor with Seaside Solutions and the amazing host of the podcast, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. 
we had an in-depth conversation on the topic of, get this, contentment and why that is actually a bad thing for you. Watch more and subscribe to Discover Rising Tides at discoverrisingtides.com. I'll see you there. Thank you. And so the topic that we're talking about this month is being content or contentment. And I'm going to read this quote that you gave me because I think it's a great lead in. And we talked about this a little bit before in our last segment also. And so we're going to be diving into the surprising pitfalls of feeling too content because sometimes the comfort zone is where the dreams go to die. I, you know, I, I know that's tough. I said that last time, you know, that's tough. But, you know, in this day and age, we have to be realistic with ourselves. You know, if we want something in life, we actually have to go and get it. You know, when we were all young, we had dreams and aspirations. And yes, then life kind of gets in the way, you get busy. Um, and maybe at some point you're not reaching those goals or those dreams. Uh, maybe you've had to put them on hold. Um, you know, classic example, you get married, you have children. All of a sudden, kiddos kind of take a lot of your time, right? But then you get to a point where kids are, you know, they're growing up, they're in high school, they're in college, they're out of the house. You have this time, but you've gotten into a place where this is just how things are. Everything's fine. Everything's content, comfortable where I am. You know, my relationships are, they're fine. Nothing necessarily wrong, but our relationships with ourselves, with our partners, our spouses, our friends, and our children can always get deeper, more um, meaningful, um, and, and, and closer. And I think that is such an important piece of the content is when it comes to our relationships. And yes, I always think relationship with self is number one. Mm -hmm. uh, tends to be the one that we, the one person we forget about, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. But also the relationships that are most close to us, most, um, the people who are the closest to us, um, whether, again, whether it's your family, whether it's work, and that's, that's a, another conversation is, you know, career. Um, but the relationships that you have Either they 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 either stay kind of the way they are again they stay kind of I hate to say stagnant but you know this is my friend this is this has always been the way we you know we go to lunch every you know once a month and this is how we do this and we go to the same restaurant you know and that's fine but maybe you know there's there's a new restaurant in town that you really want to go to and the you know just having a conversation. And that's, again, sometimes that's uncomfortable. There's that comfort zone again. If we're content doing the same thing over and over um, with the people in our lives, nothing, can, we, we can't experience anything new. Mm. And this is where I find that curiosity needs to come into play a little more. You know, what is the, who, what are the relationships that you want in your life? How, how close do you feel? How, um, content do you feel with them or do you feel they can grow on the flip side do you feel some of them need to maybe you know be put on a shelf I like the I like the curiosity word so when you're curious about something there's this brightness 
or a spark or you feel you feel excited and quite often when we are in that yeah things are okay there's this dull energy that that can encompass us and it's hard to break through that it takes it takes effort to be willing to realize that this thing is a little dull in color not in activity but in color in feeling in in energy and how do you, how are you going to jazz that up how are you going to bring some spark to it the thing that i think of you know when it comes to relationships and bringing that spark is you know I talk, you know, healthy living, happy life and relationships, big part of it. But what is happiness? What does that actually mean? And when I'm talking about happiness, I'm talking about experiencing positive um, feelings uh, like joy and gratitude, curiosity, as we're talking about excitement, love, um, inspiration. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things um, you know, in the few years that we all were kind of working from home and didn't really go anywhere, um, when we started, when when all of that was kind of behind us and we could actually go out again, I was inspired to go out and and, and meet some new people, mm-hmm. and that was exciting. Like I like the people that I that I know and that I'm friendly with, and I've been friends, you know, I've known for the past twenty years living here. But I wanted to get to know more people. I wanted new people. You know, new people, you know, new relationships um, are exciting because they bring, they, they, they are kind of like, you know, when you think of, um, um, I, I'm going to think of music because we, actually my husband's not playing right now. Um, you know, when, we, when you hear music, you don't just hear, you know, one instrument particularly. Sometimes you do when there's, you know, a solo. But when you go to say the symphony, there's this all of these beautiful sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they work in tandem. And so friend, you know, friendships and relationships are like that too. You know, you have some really good solid ones, but then all of the other people that you have relationships with or go and search um, people out to um, to have relationships with, that just changes the whole, you know, it changes the music from, you know, one-sided, you know, a couple of different instruments to this beautiful symphony. Mm. Oh, I love that. And, and that new, it also brings new conversations, which are going to possibly spark some internal excitement to, oh, you know, I used to really like to do that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think that's, it's such an important piece of, um, you know, again, we, we're meant to be around other people. You know, I, you know, the energy that you get from other people. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's really positive energy. Occasionally, you know, there's that one friend who's, you know, that one person who's kind of like the, the negative Nelly, and you can feel that too. But even with the negative Nelly, if you go in with, you know, with the curiosity and the, the positive uh, thought process um, and that positive energy, you can bring that person along. And it's amazing how that relationship can, can grow and change because you've helped that person become something a little different Mm -hmm. your influences it and you know if you can notice that you're influencing somebody else it's also going to help you and how you perceive yourself do you think oh absolutely absolutely um one of the things when i'm working with clients you know i always say to them you have to worry about you and what you know you're doing and then what you're doing will influence your family so you know getting up in the morning and going for 
you know, for a morning walk outside, you know, before, before work, Ooh, there you go. Um, yeah. In the beginning, people might just look at you like, okay, whatever, you know, whatever you're doing, but the more you do it and the more you kind of come and, you know, have this great energy around you. And, and I know um, that, you know, this, like when you go out in the morning, no sunglasses, just kind of go out and feel the air and get the sun on your face and in your eyes. You are a completely different person than the one who kind of rolls out of bed, you know, goes, you know, goes, gets their coffee and sits in front of a television set. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. So again, when we, when we think about, you know, the topic of being content, are you content with the relationships in your life? Are you content with who you are? Um, your relationship with you. And yes, you can work on that, that, that inner work, but sometimes the relationships you have with other people is just as, um, as deep and meaningful than just working on yourself and your, um, your self-knowledge. Is it hard for people to recognize that they're in this land of things are okay? It is. It is. I would say, especially women, um, around 45 to maybe 55, um, because we're, we're in that transition, you know, it's, it's another, it's another transition that, you know, we we don't like to talk about. Right. So sometimes we're not feeling good ourselves. Um, we're not really sure what our role is. You know, we're not necessarily, you know, we're obviously, you know, parent, but you know, you don't have little kids anymore. You know, maybe, you know, you're just starting a new job or, you know, you're not sure what that next, that next, say, chapter of your life is. And so, but things have been fine up till today. They've been fine. You're content with where, where it is, where you've been. But again, this is a time where curiosity, um, when curiosity comes in, you can all of a sudden jump to that, you know, just kind of jump into a new, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A new chapter. We'll just say, we'll you know, jump into that new chapter, kind of, you know, feet first, because if we're not curious, and, and I think you're right, that's where people are, where they don't no- notice it, is they stop being curious. Mm-hmm. And that's really, again, that kind of flatness that that kind of everything is fine and nothing is fine inside of fine it's just there it's it's okay to want more absolutely and and I think too that people how do I put this so if you end up if you want more or you want something different there's there are times where you don't know how that change in you is going to affect others and so that's also, well, that's okay. I'm not going to worry about it. It'll be, again, it'll be fine. It's not fine. worth the effort. Yes. Well, two things that, that came to mind um, here. One, just be, because things are fine, um, you know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be grateful for where we are. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's something I want. I want to be very clear. Yes, be grateful for what you have, where you are, but also be curious and be grateful for that next thing that you can be. And yes, when it comes to other people, yes, all of a sudden they're going to get uncomfortable because they're still, they're still stuck in that content comfort zone. You but know what's easier is, to do? 
So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had this thought here. So what's easier to do? You know, well, yeah, I wish I could do something more. But then what do we do? We pull out our phone and we get lost in nothing land. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, 45 minutes has gone by. And now it's time to do that other thing that we're supposed to do. And all of that excitement or that little spark that happened was extinguished because we're so used to just zoning out on our ridiculous phone, asking for a friend. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it, that's so true. Um, it, it, the, the, the technology that we have um, at our fingertips all the time um, really is a bit of a killer of all of this because it is, like you said, it's a time sink. And you know, we only have X amount of time during the day. You know, we still, no matter what we want to do, we have things that we have to do. You know, that doesn't ever go away. And so when it comes to ourselves and the relationships we want to um, curate, that's a time where you know we have to be really conscious to say, oh, I've got 15 minutes. I could call Mary or I could futz around on the phone. You know, I haven't talked to Mary in a long time. Let me just call and say hello. Oh my gosh, do we do that anymore? Just pick up the phone and say hello? Mm, no. No. It's like it has to be like a whole planned hour. Well, let me text her, see if she's there. Oh, she didn't answer me. So good Lord. Yeah. Um, my, my best friend from college and I, you know, we go through these periods where we don't talk for a while because, you know, she's in South Carolina, I'm here, she's doing her thing, I'm doing mine. Um, but one of us always picks up the phone and says, Hey, how you doing? Been thinking about you. And sometimes, you know, I can, if say she's, she actually called me, um, two weeks ago and I didn't get back to her for two days, just stuff crazy. I picked up the phone and just said, you know, I just, just to say hi. Okay. She wasn't available. So we did a little bit of phone tag. But then realized, okay, mornings are usually good for both of us. Mm-hmm. So, and we talked for 20 minutes. That's all we just needed to, we just needed to touch base to really strengthen, again, strengthen our, the bond that we already have, but had we not actually spoken and we just kind of texted back and forth. And again, this is the technology thing. You know, texting is easy. It doesn't take mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-mm. By actually, but your brain doesn't have to be engaged with it either. You can just send a message and think of something else at the same time. You don't have to Absolutely. be present. Absolutely. How many times have you actually been on the phone with somebody and you're looking at the computer and you're typing? No, can't tell you. Mm-hmm. It's a secret. <laughs> I was, I wasn't putting you on the spot. I promise. But I know I've done that. I, you know, I've done it, you know, while talking to my mom. Do it all God, the time. Really? It's awful. I do it all the time. Yeah. Thanks very much for letting me notice that one. <laughs> so everybody else out there listening too, this is on you guys too. <laughs> exactly. And these are the relationships. Again, these are the relationships that we can grow. I mean, I love my mom. I want. I, I always want to have a strong relationship with my mom. But if I'm not, not making the effort, even with my own mom, how is that relationship going to continue to, to grow and bloom? And every relationship can always bloom when we put the effort into it. Thank you. Thanks, Denise. This has been really wonderful. contentment and whether that is healthy for us at all. So Denise, bring us on this journey. 
Okay, so content. So often we are content with the way things are, or at least we say we are. We're content, it's fine, life is good, and yet life could be good. Mm -hmm. And we should be grateful for those beautiful things that we have in our lives. You know, we've talked about being content with our health and being content with relationships and how that actually is detrimental to both of those. So today let's take a step, uh, another step when, uh, when it comes to contentment and that's in your, let's say career, whether it's a job, a jobby, um, volunteerism, whatever it is that you fill your, your time with, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you are a, you know, a grandparent who, um, who takes care of your grandkids a couple of days a week. You know, that's kind of what I mean by, you know, when I, when I talk about the career, it's the time that you're spending doing something else for other people or with responsibilities. Give it that. Yes. Responsibilities. I like that. And so when it comes to being content, and I know when I was in the corporate world, I was never content because I had a dream. I had a, you know, a desire. I had this, this vision of where I wanted to be in my career, Mm -hmm. uh, my corporate career. Um, And so not that, you know, be not that I wasn't happy in the jobs that I was in, you know, at, at the time. So happy, joyful, curious, like all of those positive emotions. So I had those often in a job, but I, but they were, it was never perfect. Mm-hmm. Content means perfect at this time. Okay. So maybe a day here and there, it was perfect. But for the most part, there was always something more that I wanted, something bigger that I was striving for. And so with career, very often we get stuck in the, well, this is what I have. This is what I've done for the past 20 years. I don't know what else I could do. I'm not smart enough to do something else. I don't have a college degree in that fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And so we end up doing the same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. It's how we get burnt out in our careers. Or as we and, get older and the younger people are coming in, quite often you're nervous or concerned about your ability to maintain your position at your job. Yes, absolutely. That's And that brings a whole, no, whole different level. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're content with where you are, you know, you're, again, you're thinking, oh, I'm content here. It's everything's going to be fine. I'll just stay here. But you're right. If there's some new people, younger people coming in that want that position, guess what? You're going to have to fight for that. Mm-hmm. And that's when kind of that fire needs to, we need to kind of put a little bit of a fire under our butt and get step back from being content and being curious and being motivated I mean, how could I do this better? Absolutely. What could I do differently? What can I do better? Um, What skills can I work on? And this is a great opportunity to, to ask people that you work with, Mm. you know, you know, say you had, you know, have a meeting with someone that you work closely with, you know, how could I have done, how could I have done handled something differently? Because their input, they, people see people see us in, in, in a very different way than we, we see ourselves. 
Mm, and that has a lot often. to do with, yeah. And that has a lot to do with our self, you know, our saboteurs and self-sabotage. You know, we think we are a certain way, but we come across in, in a different, a very different way. Mm-hmm. We may think sometimes, you know, we're very, um, we're very structured and I'm very professional, but that could come off um, to other people as stern and um, unapproachable. So this is, this is a great opportunity to get a little uncomfortable and ask for feedback. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that feedback, one is, it's, it's meant to be constructive. It's not meant to be hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with there, that, have, there does, does have to be boundaries that's before that conversation happens. There has to be boundaries, bumper pads or something and say, this is for, yes. this is for improvement. This is not to feel better than the other person by demeaning them or, or coming off totally negative. Right. Well, think of, um, you know, when you've been in the corporate world, you know, you have the, the 360 review. Um, and most of the time it's the way one person sees you, not the way, you know, everybody sees you. And maybe, yeah, you know, I remember that, you know, I remember having that annual review with my boss who luckily I got along very well with, you know, we, we had a great working relationship, um, but she still saw me in a very different way than I did. Mm-hmm. And because it was structured and it was constructive criticism, as opposed to, you know, you're doing this wrong. Um, it was eye-opening. Mm. And so it was something that I was able to learn how to do things differently. And I actually took, um, I took a, a, a professional writing class um, because I had always been more of a free, free writer. You know, I wanted to be a journalist and, you know, I kind of had that specific way of writing, but I needed to learn better how to be more of a technical writer. And that was something that came across in a review. And I never would have thought that I was pretty, I thought I was pretty comfortable, content with my writing skills. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to, to know that there was something else that I could do to help grow. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, career responsibilities, we always, we always want to grow. Again, if we don't grow, we stay planted where we are today. So at 52, if I don't do anything different, at 62, I'm going to be the same exact person with the same exact experiences the same knowledge. How boring is that? There are a million things going on in the world to learn. It's there easier. Places... It's easier not to do anything though. It's absolutely easier. Mm-hmm. But then I guess the question is, what are we filling our time with? It's a great question. And, and I think that really it takes some self-analysis or some introspection to, to really figure that out. Or how would we really want to fill our time? What do we really, really want to do? And and um, and maybe having that conversation with a friend and brainstorm, what would you really want to do? What? How do you bring that spark back and get excited about things? It's interesting. Two things have come to my mind when uh, it, with, with what you just said. One is um, there's a book called The Passion Test. And it's not actually a test. Uh, a friend of mine, one of Living Healthy List experts, um, this is something that she does with her clients. Um, 
And there's a book that you can just buy the book and do it. And it's amazing how as you are reading the book, and she actually has it as a workshop where you're working with someone. So I do recommend reading the book and, and doing the um uh the the activity with mm-hmm. someone. It's amazing when you're thinking, okay, what are 10 things that you know that absolutely bring you joy? And it's not about work or about this, it's just what brings you joy. And so you start writing these things on you know, things down. And sometimes there are things that you wouldn't think of on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things that I, I had said, I had done uh, the passion test with, I've done it several times now, but a few years ago, uh, I was at a retreat that my friend runs and writing a book. I wanted to be a book author. It was like number 10. As we went through, it was number, it was in my top three. And then what happens in that next year? This book happened. This book happened. And why? Because it was on that. And all of a sudden it was on my, it was on my radar. Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. someplace in the back of my head, but this is where, uh, where this is one of these things that are really important. It's really important. What you pay attention to grows. Mm -hmm. And you know, this with, with, with money, you know, if you put money in the bank and you pay attention, you you know where where you're putting your money, it grows. If you're just kind of willy nilly, you know, spending cash everywhere, who knows where it went? And that is to me the one it is really an important um, aspect of this career responsibility, whatever whatever fill in that 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 time that time uh, that we're spending with responsibilities. What are the things that you love to do? And as soon as you start focusing on them, and it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to write something every single day. But the fact that it was in my mind, mm-hmm. was in the forefront of my mind, I started, you know, kind of writing things down. And all of a sudden, before I knew it, I had written an entire book. So that's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, the next thing is it's mental fitness. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this before, the mental fitness piece. Um, again, we can't do this on our own. We need some support from someone else. And the mental fitness piece um, that I've incorporated into Forever Wellness is actually the brilliant work of someone else, um, Shirzad Chameen. And he's worked with thousands of CEOs and, and, and executives and athletes, you know, world-class athletes on their mindset. Because you can't you can't grow if you're if you're stuck in this is my comfort zone this is my self sabotage because mm-hmm. that's a big part of it the mental fitness piece helps us to recognize when we're self sabotaging or when we're when we're stuck in the comfort zone because our saboteurs will say um, or our negative thought process is keeping us stuck there. And sometimes we don't recognize it as that. We think, oh, well, this is just the way things are. This is the way my life is. This, Why? this thought process can be so overwhelming. So now, so now we've talked about, you know, through, through our three different conversations, you know, we've talked about health and relationships and now career. I'm like, how am I going to do all of this? That's just too much. But I think in, if we're focusing on just one piece, whichever one resonates with people, as they listen to this three series conversations, whichever one res- resonates, maybe it's the one that feels the easiest to change. 
and that's okay too. But if you're like you're saying, you're 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 changing that mindset just a little bit, it's going to positively come into play in other areas. Absolutely. And that's, you know, if there was one thing that you wanted to do, it would be to focus on your mental fitness, um, that positive intelligence. And there are different, there are different um uh philosophies. I choose the the positive intelligence one because it is the simplest. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, three um three basic mindsets that three three things that you you learn to um recognize, grow, and understand. Where some of the self-help books, there's seven or ten, or I was I opened a book the other day and there are actually 67 steps to living the life you want to live. Oh, that sounds like fun. Like, <laughs> How about three? I go, I like to go back to three. You know, we got the three ABCs and the one, two, threes and the three little piggies, three musketeers. Three is good. We can keep that in our minds, right? So truly whether we're, whether we want to make change because we're stuck in our content zone, our comfort zone, mm-hmm. whether it's our health, whether it's our relationships or with our career, this is the one thing that you can do that can affect all of them positively. And again, yes, you want to focus on one thing at a time. You don't want to try to, you know, change all of your healthy habits, you know, and your career at the same time. So if you gave, so, so let's give the, give people three things to do since three is the number. So set, set a time, set aside time, 30 minutes to have for yourself Mm -hmm. and that can be defined as a cup of coffee on the porch in the morning a time to journal a time for gratitude which I think the gratitude word is overused because everybody uses it but nobody does it okay so not everybody does it And then, and so what are, so what are, what are two different areas for the mental mindset that you're talking about that really somebody can start to work with? So actually that's the the first place to start is what, what you said is to stop and slow down, take the 30 minutes and breathe. I mean, literally just breathe. I mean, I, I'm one, um, I love to be outside in the morning, early morning with my cup of coffee and just listening to the birds. Um, that is a time where I actually get a lot of thinking done without thinking. Mm. Uh, you know, it just, you know, things, you know, thoughts just kind of come to me, you know, kind of flow to me. So absolutely. Number one is slow down and take that time for yourself. Um, be out in nature. I mean, you and I know that this is such a huge part of a healthy lifestyle, mental, physical, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of those things. Get outside in nature. Um, a 10-minute walk outside is so incredibly beneficial. It'll reduce your stress. If you're stress, if you're reducing stress, guess what? You can think more clearly. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking more clearly, these are things where um, you're thinking more clearly, you're much more um, in tune to who you are. And then as those, um, as you start to do that, you'll start to recognize the things that you're discontent about in your mm-hmm. life. 
And we talk about, you know, longing and discontent in life and how that's usually a time where there something, something needs to change. And it's not outside of you, it's inside of you. You're going, I'm not happy with this. Okay, maybe I've been content. That's what I've been saying. But there's something that is that, that needs to change. And that's a time when that will come to you. Whether it's, you know what? I really, you know, my stomach's been bothering me lately. I need to eat better or I got to figure out what is causing this indigestion that I have, whatever it may be. You may not, that may never have crossed your mind, Mm -hmm. but just slowing down, taking the time for you, reconnecting to yourself, reconnecting to, you know, they, they say, you know, the higher power, this higher power is, you know, it's, it's all around us. It's in nature. It's, you know, the trees and all of this beauty that we tend to neglect because we sit inside so often. So those, those would be, that would be my recommendations first and foremost. Great tips. Thank you. Thanks so much, Denise. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.